This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest is someone who has been requested a lot in the past few days. Someone I was not familiar with until now. What you will hear tonight is controversial and may shift your paradigm. Among many topics, we will discuss reclaiming dominion, breaking the fictions of law, religion and science, 2012, and more. Our special guest is Santos Bonacci, and he will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full show, become a Veritas member. Just go to our website, veritasradio.com, click on the subscribe button, and receive instant access. Why wait? For only $7.95 per month, you can listen to every program, audio and video, hundreds of hours in CD audio quality, and take Veritas with you wherever you go. Subscribe today. And visit the Veritas store, where you can purchase our futuristic metal-cased 8GB USB drives, with Seasons 1 or 2, with bonus material. Oh, and yes, it has the Veritas logo on it. 
or even MMS. What is MMS? Go to the past shows and listen to Jim Humble's interview. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website, veritasradio.com, and also join me on Facebook. And now, get ready to leave the matrix behind and discuss the ancient science based on the workings of the solar system, the science of as above, so below. This knowledge will enable you to remember that which you already know. Tonight, you will make sense of so much that is going on in today's world and the future that we all face. We will bust wide open the world of corruption that is all around us and you will realize that you are the change that is needed to break the paradigms and the source of humanity's exploitation. For this and much more, Santos Bonacci is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Sam Harmain, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Santos Bonacci deals with the subject of reclaiming dominion, breaking the fictions of law, religion, and science. The holy science, the ancient science based on the workings of the solar system, which is the science of as above, so below, enables one to develop wisdom and enlightenment far beyond what this world has to offer. This ancient fascinating wisdom, which Santos is disseminating and teaching, will have a profound spiritual effect on life. The knowledge enables us to remember that which we already know. His studies span over 30 years, and recently he has put together many things that will help so many make sense of so much that is going on in today's world and the future that we all face. Santos wishes to help and aid you in discovering unanswered questions and share the solutions. Santos is here to bust wide open the world of corruption that is all around us, the world in which most live out each day of their lives. He's here to show you that you are the change that is needed. He will guide you on your path and enable you to guide others on their path so that we may all come together as one, as was meant in the beginning. Santos Bonacci currently lectures in Australia and on Global Radio on Astrotheology and Sovereignty Law.
He offers a perspective which brings some of our beliefs back into context by joining some of the dots that have otherwise made this information highly subjective, controversial, and used as a major historical source of humanity's exploitation. He is also a master in the art of flamenco guitar, one of my favorite music genres. And to learn more about Santos Bonacci and his work, visit his website at universaltruthschool.com. And directly from Melbourne, southeastern Australia, I would like to welcome for the first time on Veritas, Santos Bonacci. Hello, Mr. Bonacci, and welcome. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mel, and thank you for the lovely introduction. Very warm and kind. Thank you. My pleasure. And by the way, may I call you Santos? Yes, yes. Santos, you and I have been uh, in contact for the past few days, and I, as I was telling you offline, I'm, I'm just surprised that I haven't been exposed to your work because I've been watching your videos for the past couple of days, and I have to tell you, they are really astounding, and the connections you've made. First of all, before we start, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. You're also a musician, and uh, you, were, you were also a Jehovah's Witness. You rejected the, the religion. You came back to it later. Tell us more about your personal life and how you came to, to find all these conclusions. Oh, okay. Well, um, <clears throat> I was brought up um, a Jehovah's Witness. Of course, my parents are from southern Italy. They migrated out to Australia in uh, 56. I was born in 63, baptized a Catholic. Then shortly thereafter, my mother um, was uh, uh, exposed to the Jehovah's Witnesses. They called on her door and explained some things from the Bible. My mother was convinced, became a witness. My dad followed. And then, of course, I was raised in as a witness. Uh when I, when I was a young teenager, around 13 or 14, I um, rejected this and did the uh, usual teenager things, you know, went out and chased the girls and all of that stuff. And then, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. then uh, in my late teens, I uh, turned to spirituality. Now, I, I gravitated to the witnesses, of course, because that's all I knew. So uh, I studied the Bible with them and returned to the Jehovah's Witnesses, got baptized, and I was very, very uh, faithful and loyal for about 22 years. Now, in 2005, I stopped going to the meetings. I was disillusioned. Um, now, I did study the Bible. I was a very, very good student of the Bible, and I think I'm very thankful for that now because I know, I know the book backwards, and I know what it contains, and now I've understood what it is. I'm, I'm teaching what the Bible is truly saying to the world. But um, just to lead up to why I became disillusioned, uh, I did read Emanuel Velikovsky in the early '80s. Now that. <laughs> If you know what that means and how important Emanuel Velikovsky is in busting the fictions, uh, he came along and uh, he was a friend of uh, Einstein, but he was ridiculed by the consensus science world for teaching things that were just way off the planet. And in fact, before the, um, was it the, uh, the Voyager that went to Venus in the early 50s? Anyway, 
there was a uh, satellite that they sent out to Venus and it went to uh, other planets. Uh, he made all these predictions and he got them all right. He was ridiculed, but he got them all right. Um, now, having read, I won't sort of dwell on that too much, but having read that and other books like uh, Secrets of the Lost Races by Reen Norbergen and other publications, uh, it opened my mind and exposed me to um, some truths that were out there that were not being told in the mainstream, especially by the Jehovah's Witnesses. And even though uh, I continued to be a Jehovah's Witness, these things were always churning around in the back of my mind. So seeing how they... Um, I believe they uh, went downhill quite considerably in the late 90s and then in the 2000s. And I became disillusioned. They did some things which were very, very unusual in the 90s. They became NGOs in 1991 of the UN. So they became non-governmental organisations involved with the UN. And all of a sudden, in the Watchtower publications, they started writing up favourable articles to the UN, which they have always demonised and uh, <clears throat> condemned to hell um, for being the chief instrument of Satan the devil to bring about a new world order on this earth. Now, for a decade, they were NGOs and writing favourable articles. They were exposed in 2001 and... Uh, this caused a lot of damage to this organisation and they did a lot of reshuffling with their uh, governing body. All of a sudden, the governing bodies were no longer directors of the Watchtower and Track Society Incorporated and all these shonky, shall we say, things started to happen. So I became disillusioned and uh, I left their meetings, didn't go for, for since 2005. Then 2007, a friend of mine, who is very insightful, he mentioned the, the Rothschilds in passing. And, of course, we all know that big name, sure. the Rothschild Bank. Such a prestigious name, such a, a high-sounding name, you see. And so I questioned him about the Rothschilds. And so I realised that these, these people were instrumental in some of the things that were going on. So I quickly raced home and Googled that name. And I found Andrew Carrington Hitchcock's book in October of 2007, ordered it online, read it in two days, and away I went. And then everything started to fall into place. Everything that I have, I'm going to be presenting and have presented in my uh, videos uh, comes from that very auspicious day. Now... The other foundation that I laid was a, an amateur astronomy foundation. I've always had telescopes and I've always studied the zodiac and the constellations. And believe you me, if I did not have that foundation, I would not have been able to uncover what I've uncovered. So there you have it in a nutshell. That's, that's great. And in a way, perhaps in a, in a smaller scale, I'm a little bit like you. I grew up a devout Catholic, and then uh, I started looking outside because what really triggered me was the fact that I would ask questions in, in, in parochial school, and it was always the same answer. Well, that's the way 
got one at it. Almost as if you are not allowed to ask questions outside of the, there we say, the curriculum that's presented to us. But recently you told me that you were going to do a presentation. And by now you probably have already done that presentation. You said it was going to be a big one. I'm here uh, with a lot of expectation. Tell us what happened. Tell us exactly what, what you're trying to convey. That's 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 huge. Okay. Um, I just sent you a link there to that. Um, the presentation is online already. I did this presentation on Sunday, the 4th of September, and it's online. You have a link, and um, you can uh, share that with others. I, uh, If people want to go and see this presentation, it's called Reclaiming Dominion. Reclaiming Dominion Part 1, and you can see Part 2. In there I have explained, uh, I'm busting the fictions of law, religion, and science. These are the three big ones, okay? Now, um, what I've already exposed in my videos, uh, Mel, is the fact that Rome still rules this world. Rome is behind everything, um, and I've exposed these facts. Now, when you... Are, are you referring to the Vatican, per se? The Vatican and the Roman cult, which was founded by the Julian dynasty. You see, Rome was a republic once for 500 years, and there was relative peace. Relative peace. There were a few wars, the Punic Wars, Carthage and all of that. But um, in the main, Rome was a, a, a country that was uh, a city-state and a, and a country that was uh, founded on, uh, on, on a republic and law. Then all of a sudden came this family from nowhere, the Julian family, and Julius Caesar and his adopted nephew Augustus is when all the damage really began. Um, they created a lot of these fictions that, uh, that, we still, that are still here today. For instance, the big one. We all know about the, the Julio-Gregorian calendar. Now, the whole world subscribes to this calendar and is subjected to it. We... Uh, we set all our clocks to this calendar. So Rome uh, still dominates us by means of this uh, slave system, this calendar that uh, Julius Caesar and, and Augustus implemented in Rome. The other thing which we have around the world is the Latin language. In one form or another, the Latin language dominates the planet. English uses it. Italian, French, Spanish, Portuguese, German, Dutch. These are big, big languages. They are all in the top 12 languages, the ones I've just mentioned, and they are Latin. Law, the law in the Western world, all operates under canon law, and canon law is the Vatican. It's commercial law, law of the high seas. So when you go to court, and you're dealing with a magistrate, he is dressed in black, usually. Uh, your judges are dressed in black because they are administering canon law, and which comes from Rome, and it's the Church of Saturn. Saturn is the colour black, and uh, therefore it's Saturn is also Latin. And I'll go, that, I'll go into that in a minute. Sounds like Satan. Too. Yeah, it is. It is. Saturn is Satan. That's who it is. It's, um, and I've exposed this in my videos because, you see, Saturn and the sun have a very, very powerful relationship. 
Saturn takes 29 and a half years to uh, orbit. I won't say orbit around the sun because that's false. It orbits with the sun. And that also I will explain in the uh, science part of this uh, interview because the science of our solar system is wrong, That we, uh, the, the science that we learn in our universities. Now, its relationship to the sun is very the same as the, uh, very similar to the moon with the earth. The moon also has a 29 and a half day orbit. That's the synodic moon cycle, the, uh, the, the four phases of the moon. These take 29 and a half days. So we know that the moon has a very powerful influence on this planet, the earth. Well, Saturn also pulls the sun's strings with its 29 and a half years in which it orbits with the sun. And um, <clears throat> the sun is um, the electric, the electric center of our solar system. Saturn is Mr. Magnetism. And it's the, the energy of Saturn that has been harvested by, these, by the elites in, that, um, that is causing them to be able to have a neg negative impact on the Earth and to be able to control the Earth through their agencies, primarily the Vatican. You see, the Vatican is a corporation. Um, that's all it is. It's, it's just a corporation doing business, and their business is banking, uh, fraud, um, interest bearing uh, money, Federal Reserve notes, uh, taxation, big pharma. They, they're in the God business, Mel. You see, God the God business is guns, oil, and drugs. Mm -hmm. So this um, big corporation which, with its many, many manifold uh, arms, you'll find that oil is in there and arms, as I've mentioned. People trafficking is in there. But everything that is vile and perverse, the elites are, are running in the black market, underground. They control the, uh, the white market, so to speak, the, um, the public market. Uh, that's all rigged. That is all rigged. Everything is rigged. The lot of it. It's all rigged by the elites and their corporations. And their chief or corporation with its uh, CEO, the Pope, and, and the Cardinals, they're just directors of this corporation. Um, they, they are behind all of the viciousness and uh, the Inquisition, which is still going on today. Now, now, I've proven this. The Inquisition is still alive and well. And they run it uh, with these agencies. The, the Vatican is their chief uh, agency. Now, the other things they run that Rome has invented is uh, the uh, economic system, which we call capitalism, a fictional religious system, which is a Judeo-Christian system. Now, the Judeo-Christian concept is neither Jewish nor Christian because both of those systems uh, come, out of, come out of Egypt and uh, Christianity originated in Egypt, and it was very, very different to the uh, Christianity that we're being fed in the churches today. And so you see the calendar, the language, the law, the religion, the economy, the, the politics, which is basically Christian democracy, um, well, call it uh, mob rule, 
the science which has been uh, counterfeited, counterfeit money, taxes, uh, false history, big pharma, guns, oil and drugs. This is Rome today. And what is Rome? Well, it's just a kingdom of ideas. And uh, all these ideas, Mel, are just a house of cards and they're ready to topple over. With the new consciousness that is coming today, mankind is awakening to many, many things with the internet and all the information that we have. We are suddenly starting to see that things are not the way that uh, the institutions of this world have painted. In fact, we find that um, when you do your study and your research, you find soon enough that they are exactly the opposite to what they say, the exact opposite. Absolutely. And when you're referring to the 29 and a half day, I can only think of, of one curious aspect, the lunar and the female menstrual cycle are locked. Can you, can you explain that? Yes, well, men from uh, menstruation, men, men is moon, and um, and yes, the 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 feminine cycle of menstruation is locked into the moon. When you study the moon, you'll notice that it goes from new moon to full moon. Right. Now we we will have a full moon very very soon, I, I believe, in about three or four days. Um, now that corresponds to the um, the uh, womb of the woman. You see, the moon is the womb of the solar system, and the ancients taught this. Plutarch taught it, Socrates and, and uh, Hermes and um, Plato, etc. They taught that uh, the moon is fertilized by the sun. The sun's electric sperm is what magnetizes the moon, and the moon is the sphere which souls descend from to incarnate on the earth. So when the uh, the moon is full, this corresponds to the eggs in the ov in the ovaries, the ovum in the uh, ovum becoming mature in the uh, womb of the woman, you see. It takes 14 days from uh, when the woman menstruates. It takes 14 days for that egg to mature, just like the moon. The moon uh, menstruates at new moon. You see, you can't see the moon for the better part of two days. And that's the menstruation, because it's nowhere to be seen. And in ancient times, this was a very, very scary prospect that the moon could not be seen. Then after a period of about uh, 30 odd hours, a thin sliver of, slither of light would appear. And that's the, the, uh, the moon's crest pointing to the right and waxing. That was a very auspicious moment, that light from the moon, because that would begin a new cycle and mankind would uh, know that uh, things would uh, continue to go around and around. So they noticed these cycles. Now, the sun is also responsible for, um, for the woman's cycles too, because there is a 29-day uh, cycle which comes from the sun too, and it's an electric magnetic cycle where the, the sun flips over from uh, magnetic to electric every seven days. And this is where we get our weeks from. All of our, uh, all of our um, cycles come from the, the orbs in the sky. For instance, the day. Well, what does day mean? In Latin, day comes from the word deus. Deus means God, the God of day. That's the sun. 
the year, the year comes from the word year, which comes from the word yes, which comes from the word jess, which is the word Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua to the uh, Hebrews. And Yeshua means the sun, the sun in the sky. And so we have Jesus, the yes, which gives us the year. You see, the yearly cycle comes from the sun. The month comes from the moon. Mon comes from moon, um, etc., etc. Every cycle, when you study the word, you will find that the origin of it comes from the orb, which originates the cycle. And so this is what I'm, I'm exposing in my astrotheology videos, the fact that all the characters in the Gospels, all of them can be found in the sky. In fact, you look at the close associates of Jesus. We have Peter. Now, Peter comes from Jupiter. Jupiter. And uh, if you've studied astrology and astronomy, you'll know that Jupiter is the loved one. In the solar system, Jupiter is Zeus, the god of the gods. And uh, Jupiter has uh, beneficent rays. It is the chief among the gods, simply because he represents the ether. His orbit is 12 years. It takes 12 years to orbit. And 12 is the magic number of the dodecahedron, the ether. If you do your, if you study your platonic solids, you'll find that the dodecahedron has 12 sides. And um, that corresponds with ether. You see, so Jupiter is responsible for bringing in the beautiful ethereal energies into the solar system. And he's always beneficent. So there you see him always walking by Jesus' side. Peter is always there. Sometimes he's abrupt. Sometimes Jesus had, has to uh, censure him. But he is always by the side of the sun, Jesus. Um, John. John is also close to Jesus. And in the Gospel of John, he says, I am always close unto the Lord. I am the one that the Lord loves, and I am never far away from the Lord. Well, John corresponds to Mercury, because Mercury is the closest orb to the sun. And yes, and it, its energy is quite different to that of Jupiter. It's quite neutral. You see, Jupiter's energy is very masculine very male energy, whereas uh, Mercury is a hermaphrodite. He is the, uh, the Hermes, the Toth of the Egyptians and the Greeks. And uh, his energy is um, both male and female, you see, and he is the intellect of the solar system. That's why we have hermetic wisdom, because hermetic wisdom comes from a balanced mind. Hermes is... Uh, basically the mind of God, and it is the Logos. The Logos is also how Jesus is defined in the Gospel of John. He's defined as the Logos. You see, it's not hard to find out who Jesus is. It's one of the orbs of the solar system, because the orbs of the solar system, um, according to the ancients, give us all of the things that we have, our reasoning abilities, our intellect, our love, our passion, our desires, 
Everything that we have comes from these orbs, which are called the Demiurge, the second God, the Creator, the Formator, the Cosmocrator, and the Jews call this God the Elohim. Now, El, you'll find that they respect Elohim very much. You'll find that El uh, turns up everywhere. Israel, Angel, Gabriel, Mike L. We go to a chap L um, do, do, to listen to the, Do you lend uh, credence to the fact that the word Israel comes from Ishtar, Ra, and Elohim? Do you lend credence to that? Yes, absolutely. It is Isis, Ra, and El. It, it is a religion which is based on astrotheology. Pure and simple. There is nothing in the Bible but it's a registry. It's a pure registry of astronomical phenomena and um, done in allegory, done in poetic fashion, satire, tragedy. Um, there's many, many different styles in the Bible. But um, the greatest tragedy of all is that Rome came along, the Julians and then the Flavians, and they counterfeited these beautiful works of literature, which were meant to be understood by the wise, the ones who have eyes to see and ears to hear, and they were meant to be taken as uh, spiritual veiled truths, which would benefit only the ready and only the willing and only the ones who were prepared to uh, undertake the assiduous journey of uh, reclaiming dominion and responsibility and uh, taking ownership for themselves of their spirituality and transmutation and growth in order to return to the place whence they came, and that is the causal world. That's our, our place of return. That is the place where the prodigal son returns. And the prodigal son is all of us. It's a story about us and how we have uh, fallen in love with matter and become incarnated. And uh, the Hermetica teaches that many souls came to this place willingly and many came unwillingly. And you can see this. Uh, you can see it clearly. Many people are very tired of being here. Many people are suffering. They're being taken through the courts. Many people are losing their homes, becoming homeless. In every Western country, there's a lot of suffering. It seems that there are more and more wars being generated by this war machine, the corporation of the Vatican, who needs to... Um, their business is, is war, basically. They, look, they, they've got services. They have many, many services on offer, and one of those services is war. And in order to engage us in war, they have to uh, start trouble. You see, they invent things that um, wouldn't otherwise exist, like uh, terrorism. Yeah, right. Yeah, through the CIA and through Mossad and all their criminal organizations, they train uh, unevolved people because you and I, Mel, we would never join anything like the CIA or we would never be conscripted to go and 
kill for Halliburton and Blackwater in Iraq. We would never don the uh, uniforms of policemen and army officers and sheriffs and bailiffs and things like that because we probably know how corrupt these institutions are. Now, of course, there are good people in politics and policemen and etc. that are trying to make a difference. Uh, that's 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 granted, but it's the institutions that are corrupt. There may be good judges, and there are good judges and magistrates, but they are working a system that is absolutely corrupt to the core. It is putrid, absolutely putrid, and this is the system that if you look around and pay attention, is about to collapse. It will collapse. Once the money dries up, now there's no need to fear that the economy is going to crash because we need it to crash. We need that Federal Reserve currency to, uh, to disappear. We need it to because it is underpinning all of the, um, the crooked and evil behaviour that is going on on this planet. And once that money dries up, you'll find that... Uh, Peace and security and truth and and uh, stability will come to this earth, and it's not far away. You know, uh, before we proceed, I want to go back to a, to the the part of Jesus Christ. Are you saying that the whole story of Jesus Christ was concocted, created by perhaps Julius Caesar, in order to control the masses? Is that what it's all about, because many people say that Jesus Christ really existed, and he was, uh, you know, a good man, and he did so many things, and it was changed by the Romans. But what's your take on this? Is it a creation? Is, is it being mythologized? Um, well, look, it has, the short answer, and I will elaborate. It has been fictionalized. It's Jesus has been, has been, squeezed, if you like, into a historical period. Even though the Nag Hammadi Gospels, which are older than the uh, the Roman yes. version, talk about Jesus, even though you can find many, many um, uh, hieroglyphs in Egypt which talk about uh, Christ and Jesus, you can find uh, Christs in the Mayan civilization, you can find them everywhere because... What I'm proving is that this Christian religion, as Eusebius and Augustine clearly say in their books, was around forever. There was always a Jesus. In fact, Jesus is the ancient, ancient name. Yes, Jesus um, is the ancient name for the Son. And Christ is also a name for the King in the heavens, the Son. So, but what Rome did is they based J.C., Jesus Christ, on the original J.C., Julius Caesar. Right. Julius Caesar also means Jesus Christ. It's another name for Jesus Christ. Julius is Julius, and Julius is the wheel that the sun makes as it goes around. And Caesar is king, and Kaiser, or Tsar, right. Caesar, is also another word for Christ, because Christ is king. So what they did, and Mel, is they retrospectively, in the time of Eusebius in particular, Eusebius was around when Constantine founded the Catholic Church, retrospectively they put uh, historical, true historical figures 
and they wove these figures into the gospel narratives. You see, you find uh, Herod the Great is in there. You'll find Pontius Pilate. You'll find all these historical people like Quirinius, who was um, the, uh, the, I think it was a prefector in, um, in the uh, Middle East at the time. So what you have, in fact, is a document which looks to be historical. It, it just, there are undoubtedly historical figures. But, but, but when you read the Gospels, immediately, immediately, if you know ancient mythological literature, you will, you will see it jumps out and it stands out so clearly that the Gospels are nothing but mythologies. They are mythologies. It, it reads like a myth, therefore it is a myth. And I'm not using the word myth as many people do when they say, oh, that's just a myth. No, a myth is, is, is a story. And stories are very, very valuable. These myths are very, very valuable, these Gospels, because they teach us how the sun not only does it give us physical things like life and warmth and light that we can see with and photosynthesis and fruit and vegetables. So we see the sun is our benefactor in the sky, but it also gives us uh, intellectual and spiritual things that nourish the soul. You see, Plato said that the sun gives us um, the vision to see things that, that uh, nourish the intellect. And the sun in the sky has always been considered to be called Amun. And as the Hindus say, Aum, or the Om, because this is the sound of the uh, that the sun produces. Our ears are not able to pick up the sound, but there is a hum which emanates from the sun. And that hum bathes our souls, the photons that come from the sun, bathe our souls and, uh, and keep our souls enriched and give, them, give our souls nourishment and, and, uh, and pleasure and enjoyment. Everything emanates from the sun in our solar system. If the sun were not there, we would not be. But the same happens with other planets. I've heard that uh, Jupiter, there's a hum. It's a 528 hertz hum, which is the healing frequency. So they all have a purpose. Music of the spheres, if you will. Exactly. It's music of the spheres. Um, and there are seven spheres that, um, that produce a different sound and refract a different color uh, from the white, pure, undifferentiated light which comes from the sun. You see, the magnetic orbs, planets are like, uh, are like electrons to, a, to an atom, to a proton. They are negative magnetic, whereas the core of an atom will be will be positive and that's what the sun is doing the sun atum in fact the sun used to be called atum and this is where we get the word atom from because as above so below what the sun is doing is exactly the same as what atoms and are doing and i will explain this later i will explain uh the um the new cosmology which is now being taught by many 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 great scientists which do not belong to the mainstream 
consensus science world, which is dominated by Rome, which uh, continues to teach Newtonian physics, which have been debunked by many, many, many great scientists in the last couple of hundred years. So we, we wonder, well, why, why are they continuing to base all of their thinking uh, on, on Newton and Kepler and Copernicus and Brahe and, uh, and the like? When uh, we have scientists now that have that have uh, debunked them and proven that it is an electric universe. So going back to the solar system, I, I will elaborate on on that later. But um, the solar system and the planets, the uh, you, you mentioned the um, the uh, spheres and um, how they uh, they have different sounds. Yes, they do. They do, and um, the they refract a different part of the spectrum of light which comes from the sun and they refract the exact same colors of light that are in the rainbow that uh that are also our um, chakras our seven spiritual organs in our bodies the uh, endocrine system the glandular system you see they also derive their energy from the orbs. Now, astrologers once upon a time, they knew this and they understood this. They understood it far better than we do today, thanks to Rome. You see, the spiritual wisdom had to go underground. The hermetic wisdom and the wisdom about our constitution, our spiritual constitution, had to go underground. And it has suffered for many, many years since the days of the empire. Um, but it has always been there. there. There have always been shining lights and luminaries that have, um, that have been around and, and continued to teach the wisdom of ancient Egypt. Would you say that uh, the murder of Hypatia was what really started the Dark Ages? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, you see, Hypatia was... was um, was probably the most uh, well. She she was she represented the uh, hermetic and um, spiritual wisdom of Egypt in Alexandria. Alexandria was a lighthouse right. to, to the world, and um, Rome did manage to destroy Jerusalem in the year seventy. Titus, the uh, the son of Vespasian, who was who was actually they were part of the Flavian dynasty. You see, they built the Flavian Amphitheatre, the Colosseum, and they gave the world a new, a new uh, brand of bread and circuses <clears throat> and a new brand of divide and conquer, which is the motto which Rome uses. D to this day, to this day, divide and conquer is still the way that, uh, that Rome uh, operates, and that, that was Julius Caesar's motto. <clears throat> now, the Flavians destroyed uh, Jerusalem. You see that uh, Carthage was destroyed. Um, Alexandria was burnt down. Athens was uh, was silenced because Athens was a place where many, many Greek philosophers were still teaching the wisdom of Egypt. And Rome knew that it had to snuff out all these lights around the Mediterranean, uh, these spiritual lights. They had to snuff out Gnostic Christianity. You see, the Gnostic Christians were teaching a very, very different brand of Christianity. 
their Christ, their Christ was not a historical person. So they had to be snuffed out. And, of course, when uh, in 1947, when they discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, right. 800 uh, scrolls, which have still not been um, deciphered and, and, and uh, published, but uh, they put about uh, 12 or 14 scholars on the job to uh, decipher those, um, those scrolls, and most of those were Catholic. But a few of those guys were uh, Jewish, uh, Robert Eisenman, uh, there was uh, John Allegro. John Allegro was a great linguist and scholar, so they put him on the job. And in the 70s, John Allegro exposed to the world that the Dead Sea Scrolls do nothing but dismantle the whole structure of historical Christianity. It absolutely exposes it and demolishes it like a house of cards. It is totally and utterly false. And um, this, if you like, Mel, is the big, 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 the big thing that I'm trying to share with people and to expose is, is the fact that the historical Christ lie underpins all of the other lies. It underpins the canon law, the Latin language. It underpins the economy. It underpins the, the politics uh, and the false science, the money, because you see we have Jesus saying, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. In other words, he is, uh, he is encouraging, if you like, condoning, if you like, the paying of taxes to Rome because Rome is an instrument of God. See, what a better way to enslave the masses. Rome, Rome knows very well the ways of slavery. Um, in fact, in the days of the Republic, they had slaves, but the slaves had more, um, more rights than, than the free people in some, in some instances. The, Romes, the, the slaves were treated so very well. They were basically just employees. Uh, employees, you know, they were just being employed. That's all it was. Uh, but that um, morphed and morphed as it went. And uh, Rome has been dealing in slaves for many years. I mean, they shipped over all the uh, African Americans over to the uh, to the Americas. They uh, on the plantations. They um, they're they're still shipping slaves across the planet right now as we speak. And most of them come from um, Asia, and they go to the Middle East to work there. Um, but uh, s slavery is alive and well. You know, I mean, it's called um, well, it's lawful slavery and. Uh, We've all subscribed to the slavery of Rome, you see, and how we do this is is by um, by uh, stealth, and 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 it's a very furtive system and and very deceitful system whereby they ask us to uh, register. You see, so parents will inform on their children to register their births in the system, and uh, via it's it's through the uh, birth certificate that. Um, we are that birth certificate is attached to the the trusts the Sestwick AV trusts that Rome uh, has uh, implemented in the uh, fourteen and fifteen hundreds. You see, we have uh, three trusts: uh, Attorney Regis, uh, Pontifex Romanus, and Convocation. These three trusts uh, own the um, our soul real estate. 
Yes, you sold one, exactly, your real estate and your personal property. This is why they can come and seize your, your home. They can come and seize your property. They can come and take your children away from you. They can uh, put you in jail, like merchandise in a warehouse. They can store you away. Quick question, quick question. Since you're mentioning this, is so interesting. My mind is just going, uh, Santos, real estate. The word real, doesn't that come from royal or royalty, as if we actually do not own our property and we have to pay real estate taxes to the kingdom and basically slavery? Yes, 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 it is. It is. It's all, look, it's amazing how dumbed down the population has become, Mel. We, uh, we just, every day there's a new tax. Register your pets. You have to um, pay tax rates for this, that, and everything else. There are so many new taxes. Now, when income tax was implemented, I think it was 1914, or, 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 or something shortly after the First World War and after the Federal Reserve Bank was um, was uh, implemented and in instituted, right. um, the president, I think it was Woodrow Wilson, implemented income tax and it was a temporary measure just to pay for, you know, to help pay for the war and the defence of America, which is a corporation. So all those poor people that died, they, they defended a corporation really. Uh, it was not in defence of the country. Um, well, that temporary measure is now enforced. I mean, 100 years later, we're still paying income tax. I mean, we go to work and sometimes half of that is taxed and it goes to Rome. It goes to Rome. People think, oh, no, it doesn't. It goes to the Treasury. It goes to every nation's Treasury. Well, the Treasuries and the Federal Reserve System that run all the IMF and World Bank systems, which run all the, the, the countries of the world except for about, I don't know, a handful of country, countries like Libya, Iraq was one, uh, North Korea, I think Venezuela, Sudan, all these countries that where you see that the, the, um, the Western countries are, uh, have got their um, mercenaries, I call them mercenaries, Halliburton and Blackwater, they're just corporate wars. Um, everywhere where you see turmoil and strife today in the world, that's just uh, the IMF trying to get their banks set up in, in every country of the world so that they can implement their new world order. Well, that was the first casualty in Libya. What did the rebels do? They set up a central bank. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the, the, the rebels are nothing but mercenaries. They're not Islamic. They are not Islamic soldiers. These are mercenaries. Yeah, from the days of... Uh, you know, um, the Rothschilds using the Hessian soldiers in, in, in the United States to, with the British to, to defeat uh, George Washington and the, um, uh, and their, uh, and the, uh, the days of the civil, of the war against England. Even before that, this, these mercenary armies, these people are not, um, are not loyal to any country. As long as they get a pay packet, they'll kill their mothers if they have to. This is the sort of people that have been conscripted to, uh, to into armies. They are unevolved. Unfortunately, they are our brothers that are doing the killing. You know, our, our, those young boys, those 18-year-old young boys that, that, that have been conscripted back in the good old states of the uh, United States of America, or shall, shall I say the United States, because 
that's a corporation. Yes. Um, those those good young boys that you see that salute their parents and off as they they board these uh, aeroplanes and ships to to go off and fight in foreign lands. These poor boys, for as good as they can, they are in their hearts. They are still simply just unevolved in their spirituality. That's the only way that can that that they can be conscripted. You see, because poets and artists and musicians and thinkers and and uh, philosophers and wise men do never join armies. That's why they are the first um, the first uh, ones to. Um, be persecuted when conscription time comes around, these uh, conscientious objectors, because they are fewer than the ones who put their hands up of the unevolved herd, the masses, um, who don't get a chance to evolve because their education system will not let them. These poor boys have been indoctrinated since kindergarten, and they've been taught that that they have to grow up to get a job and serve and pay taxes and be educated in the uh, Roman system, and and then and then when it's time to fulfil your duty as a citizen, you go off to fight for your country. And these boys haven't even got 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 time to think. They haven't even got any time to to understand what's really going on. What's really going on is these very 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 powerful families who have a lot of money are able to pull the strings of these unevolved people. And get them to do whatever they want. You see, the elites, they don't go and fight their wars for themselves. They use the herd. They use the, they use the, uh, the, 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 what they call the stupid goy, the stupid masses, like the Zionist, uh, the, um, the evil, uh, song that the, uh, the goyims, the Gentiles. Yeah, exactly. The Gentiles. That's what they think. Because you see, people don't understand. There's this matrix. Of Rome, it's a Judeo-Christian matrix. It's not just Christian, you see, because you've got Jew bashers out there, and then you've got and then you've got Jesuit bashers out there. You've got people who don't understand the matrix. They will attack only one side. They can't see. They are not able to see through lack of studying and through lack of direct knowledge. Unfortunately, their heads are full of opinions still. Mm-hmm. And I can name some of the people. They've got a great reputation. They've got great reputations, and they go around doing presentations, globe trotting all around the planet. And they are very, very slick presenters. And they go saying, "Oh, the Zionists rule the world, and the Jews, and their money, and their filthy money." And, um, name and them. they've got no idea. Name them. Exactly. No, I'm saying name them. Go ahead. Oh, name some of those. Sure. Well, look. Um, you know, you've got people like um, um, I'll have to look in my look. I'll tell you what. After we'll, I'm, we're about to have a break, I'll, I'll get some, I'll line up some names. Sure. I'll line up some names because yes, this is a good 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 uh, thing to do um, because they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. Anyone who goes after just the Jesuits um, or anyone who goes after just the Jews. They, they, they still don't understand how it works. You see, it's a Judeo-Christian uh, matrix, and it is, it is neither Jewish nor Christian. They have stolen the good Jewish name. They have counterfeited the good Christian name, which comes from Egypt, and they've made a corrupt antichrist system. You see, the Judeo-Christian uh, false uh, paradigm is 
is a matrix which was invented by Rome. Simple as that. So you've got the Roman world of ideas run by elite families, which are also what we call Jewish. But they're not Jewish in terms, in, in, in the sense of being uh, Kabbalistic Jews or Jews who, uh, uh, as the Bible defines them and as all the ancient literature defines Jews, a Jew is a philosophical, evolved human being who has um, uh, brought, brought his spiritual uh, evolution to a very, very, very high state. That's all it is. Um, but they've made a nation. They've made a, a tribe out of the Jews. There's, there's, there is no race of Jews. There is no race. Like there's no race of Christians. There's no Islamic race. You know, you can't, you, you can't say that uh, that Christianity is are, is Italians because right. because uh, Catholicism comes from Rome. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But this is what they're trying to do with Jews, because. These elite families are Jews, but they are Khazarian Jews. They are black nobility Jews. They are, they are families who have usurped that name for their evil ends. And this is what must be explained. This is what must be uh, expounded, because otherwise we will always be hating and, and uh, very, these names. We'll, we'll, we'll be going after names and hating names, and we'll only be doing damage to ourselves. These people who go around uh, doing this are only hurting themselves. They are the blind leading the blind, and they are parrot repeaters of erroneous information. The fact is, is that Rome still rules the world because the world is subjected to the calendar, the, uh, the law, the language, the economy, the politics, the religion, and the science, which all comes from Rome. Rome controls all of it. All of it. It's all the ring of power. The three states. Washington, D.C. deals with uh, war, the war mechanism. London deals with the money. And the Vatican deals with spirituality, which controls the rest. Absolutely. I was going to, um, I was actually going to mention uh, the, um, the, there's a DVD called The Ring of Power by Ammon Stop. Uh, productions yep. and they have uh, they've done a beautiful job it's a very very concise succinct uh product but i encourage the listeners to uh google the ring of power and watch this two or three hour documentary because it will give you a uh, it will explain very succinctly everything that i am saying the Ring of Power has to do with the Romans corporate Rome's corporations, which are the City of London and Washington DC and the Vatican. These city states, these very very small city states, run the religious um, propaganda arm, which is the Vatican. They they control the spiritual and um, the spiritual and scientific propaganda, the think tanks that uh, pollute the earth with their uh, stupidity. R uh, London controls the economy, and Washington, D.C. is the military arm of the Vatican. You see, the, the Vatican is very, very clever in hiding these things and uh, counterfeiting all the systems, all the beautiful systems that uh, once were lighthouses of spiritual truth and wisdom. For instance, here's a good example. 
Uh, the Rothschilds founded the Illuminati in 1766 with uh, Adam Weishaupt. Now, they adopted a counterfeit system of the mystery schools of ancient days. Now, now the mystery schools were, were schools where people would have a vow of silence in which they would not divulge the beautiful truths that they were learning about the evolution and uh, transmutation of the soul and how the science of as above, so below. Well, what they've done is they've counterfeited this, this system and um, and you have your, you know, your, your Illuminati, your Skull and Bones, your Freemasons and all these organisations which are run by the Vatican, really. Um, your, all these Templar organisations. Um, and they uh, work uh, with the same principles, you know, principles of um, uh, silence, vows of silence, only they call them vows of secrecy. See, there's a big difference with vows of secrecy and vows of silence. And uh, I encourage people to uh, to uh, look up the work of John Lamb Lash. Oh, yes. John, yeah, John Lamb Lash is about the, about the best person out there who explains the difference. Please, please research his work because he's telling the same things that I am because uh, – this must be. This must get out there. We, 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 unfortunately, we have too many buffoons out there who are attacking the mystery school system. And and oh, the mystery schools were always. They always had secrets, and they were always out there to to poison society from 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 uh, from the underground, from the secret uh, underground. This is not true. The secret societies that have been causing trouble are the theocratic secret societies. Now, um, I will elaborate on that, but I'll just stop there because um, it, that is going to be a long one, and I don't want to start that right now. Yep. We'll, <laughs> uh, we'll take it on the on the other side, but uh, speaking of John Lamlash, a good friend of this show, a veteran of this show, if anybody who's listening to Santos and I today hasn't listened to the interviews that we've done with them, please do. They are most excellent. And his book, Not In His Image, is absolutely wonderful. But before we take a break, I wanted to ask you, since you were mentioning a few numbers, just a quick detour on numerology here. You mentioned the number 12 a lot. Jesus and its 12 apostles, King Arthur and its 12. Most recently, Santos, in the United States, we saw the rise of the United States Congress Super Committee of 12. But then again, we have the number 33. Uh, we see a lot of uh, 33 using Freemasonry. Um, uh, we have uh, Jesus Christ, who allegedly died at the age of 33. King Solomon, Solomon uh, uh, ruled for 33 years. Uh, uh, the United Nations logo shows the planet Earth divided into 33 regions. Can you mention, uh, uh, just give a couple of minutes of, of your impression of these numbers? Yes, yes. Uh, you mentioned King Solomon. Uh, that was actually King David who ruled for 33 years. That's right. Uh, in, 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 in Jerusalem, seven years outside of Jerusalem, and then he went into Jerusalem. This is according to the, the legend, of course, because it is pure legend. Um, but altogether, he ruled 40 years. But the 33 years, yes, that's correct. Um, you see 33 everywhere. Now, um, that is one of the magic numbers. Um, 12 is one of the great numbers. 7 
Well, seven is the greatest of all the Jewish numbers. In fact, the Jews say that seven is the, um, the greatest thing that God created in the universe. Well, I wonder why. Mm. Well, you see, I explain this in my videos on astrotheology. I have seven of those. Um, seven is the number of nature. Twelve is the number of spirit, spirit and matter. We always hear, you know, mind over matter, spirit and matter, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, according to Hermes, one of the maxims of the seven maxims, the Hermetic maxims, um, the universe, the first principle of Hermes is the universe is mental. It's a mind. It's the mind of the God, of the demiurge. And, and that, that 12, that dodecahedron, because the universe is a dodecahedron, it's a, it's, it's a crystal dodecahedron, just like our earth is a dodeca and icosahedron. Our bodies are dodecahedrons. We're crystals. Everything's carbon crystals. Now, that 12, that is the matrix system. That is the, uh, the ruling system of the other subsystems and and the subsystems are 12 4 3 2 and 1 those numbers there predominantly i mean every other number is in there too every other number under 12 is in there but primarily you have 7 because 7 is the number of nature nature is manifest with that number you see even in our, in our solar system we have uh, the seven colours. We have the seven uh, seven colours of the rainbow. We have the seven um, days of the week. We have the seven chakras. Um, all of our organs are septenaries. Uh, sept we, we see septenaries everywhere. In fact, sept is also serpent, which is what our creation is all about. It's a serpent energy. And it's the serpent energy of creation, the great feathered serpent, the sun. Mm -hmm. He is a sevenfold serpent. Our sun is corkscrewing, spiraling in a vortex at ferocious speeds through the universe, through the Milky Way galaxy. Our sun is flying and all the planets are orbiting in its wake. Now, I'll, I'll get back to that, of course. I've promised that I will deal with the solar system, but just the other numbers. Four. Four is the numbers that, that also that the, demi, the Demiurge uses because four are the four polarities of earth, fire, air, and water. Two of those are positive. Two of those are negative. Two of those are male. Two of those are feminine. Fire and air are male. Water and air, uh, sorry, water and earth are feminine. And they correspond to everything that is solid, liquid, gas, and radiant in the solar system. So you see, four is important too. Four is the building blocks of the universe. Three is also the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity is nothing other than this. Generation, operation, dissolution. In fact, that's an acronym for God. Generation, operation, dissolution. Birth. Growth, decay, 
then two is also a sacred number because two is the number which comes from one, which is the number of division which the universe has divided itself into when it creates. It's divided itself into electricity and magnetism, without which we cannot have any natural phenomena at all. And you mentioned the wing serpent. There are three things that we see all the time. And before we take a break, but I just wanted to, to leave this so we can discuss more on the other side. But if you look at every civilization since the dawn of time, they have three things. They have slavery, they have gold, and they have the winged serpent. But one last thing, since you mentioned mentioning number seven and number 12, I don't know if you've seen the report, the scientific report from two Nobel Peace Prize, not Peace, uh, science winners from uh, Russia who discovered that carbon-12, the sun is transmuting carbon-12 into carbon-7. And carbon-12 is six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons. The number of the beast, 666. But let's take that on the other side. Tell us, Santos, how to get in touch with your work. How can people buy your DVDs, watch more of your presentations? Yes, well, um, I would suggest they go to universaltruthschool.com, um, my website, which connects you to my videos, or my YouTube page, Mr. Astrotheology. Mr. Astrotheology, one word. And folks, I can tell you that part two is going to be even more bombastic than part one. So please see us there. This is Mel Fabregas. You're listening to Veritas, and I'm here with Santos Bonacci. Don't go anywhere. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to talk more with our special guest in our members section. If you're not a member, just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on the subscribe link to listen to the rest of the show. We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and we'll be right back with more. Enjoy.
This is Paul LaViolette, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Mm-hmm. 